As part of the 2003 SDCF Symposium, director-choreographer Karen Eisenberg moderates a panel discussion entitled Moving Work, Unconventional Use of Choreography. Panelists include Hope Clark, Mark Dendy, Devanan Jenke, and Peter Pucci. The following program is a recording of the conversation that took place. Hello, I'm SDC Director Daniel Sullivan, and you are listening to Masters of the Stage. This program is produced by the Stage Directors and Choreographers Foundation and presented by SDCF and the American Theatre Wing. The SDCF has released these archives in an effort to further education regarding the crafts of direction and choreography. Because this program was not initially recorded for the purpose of broadcast, it is not of the highest technical quality. Portions of the conversation may have been edited to improve the overall quality of the broadcast. We're going to also try to talk a little bit about, a little bit differently today, those of you who were here last year know that we did a couple of sessions on choreography and traditional uses of choreography in theater. So we thought we'd shake it up today and have three esteemed choreographers talk to us a little bit about choreography in a traditional sense, but also unconventional uses of choreography or other ways, I guess I should say, choreography can be used in musicals and plays. So we have Peter Pucci, Devdan Janki, and, and Susan Einhorn just mentioned Xanadone this morning as an example of a great thing happening on, uh, happening right now, the director choreographer of Xanadone. Karen Hazenberg and Hope Clark. And do you want to introduce a little bit of what people have done? Or? We haven't been doing a lot of introductions, honestly, because we thought what we heard last year is, and the feedback was, don't waste time doing that. We'd rather hear them speak. Since you all have it in your program, let's not take a lot of time doing introductions. So I urge you to look at your programs so that we can <laughs> jump right into the subject matter. Karen is our moderator. Karen is the Executive Vice President of the State Society of State Directors and Choreographers, the Union. Hope is also on their board. <laughs> Maybe they'll talk about that. So without further ado, Karen Aisenberg. I just have to object to the moderator thing because anybody who knows me knows moderate is like just not my position. Um, so I love the description here. Um, and I think one of the one of the areas I wanted to sort of open up with because I have some really fabulous material to discuss um, has to do with one of the areas where work for choreographers is expanding is is in plays, which is sort of in some ways considered a not traditional area for choreographers to work, but um, for a lot of reasons, um, that is a growing area of work for us. Um, one of those reasons is very exciting, which is that that work on a LORP contract is now covered work for SSDC members. We're all very happy about that. You can work as little as one day and still get an SSDC contract if you are an SSDC member for that work. Um, and that's really great for us because I think it recognizes for all choreographers the importance of your contribution. Um, that being said, the distinguished panelist to my far right, Peter Pucci, has done some really interesting and creative things in his history as a choreographer. 
And I think I want to open up by reading some of the things that he has been asked to do as a choreographer, just to sort of begin a discussion of the expanding role that we can take on in this area. So he has been asked to teach actors how to throw a picnic blanket, teach actors how to sweep up debris with large brooms, teach actor how to die gracefully, <laughs> teaching actors how to lift and manipulate a life-size dummy which represented a dead body, helping actors to move hospital bed around stage consistently, um, also diving and rolling on and off the bed, moving and manipulating three-paneled screen, flamenco dance using false teeth as castanets, <laughs> create a We'll, we'll ask him more about that. Create a striptease with actor in overalls. Um, I'm not even going to do that one. You can, you can tell us about the jumper cables. Um, creating movement scene on roof and hood of car, including making love to the car. Teacher, teaching actors how to use spurs and a lariat and how to lasso. Teaching actors how to clean and use a 12-gauge shotgun. Um, teaching actor how to jump on a life-size zebra. <laughs> this is create ways to get 50 yards of blue chiffon to flow out of a suitcase and mummify a dancer. That's just a few of the things that he has been asked to do, and I know that my list can get equally interesting. Peter, would you like to um, expand on any of this? Yeah, I guess... A lot of times I'm going to play, uh, I have a lot of practical use of some very familiar props, um, and I try to be like a full-service choreographer to a director. Um, I'll, I'll help with uh, scenic work, I'll help with um, design work, I'll, I'll sit in all kinds of meetings, I'll basically do anything that will help the story move along, and to facilitate speed in tech, in reference to the blanket, I just worked on a play at uh, Yale Rep. Um, Black Monk and David Ray play directed by Daniel Fish, and there was a moment when they just had to throw out a blanket. Well, this damn blanket was just heavy and didn't fold, you know, do all these things, so I had to fold a certain way and instruct the actors how to take it out so it happened like this, and it was over, instead of spending a half an hour of tech time trying to solve that, and this is the kind of thing that it would just drive this particular director crazy. Um, so. It's, it's just sort of a, a very familiar with props, uh, very, um, I've had an athletic background, and so in a practicality, I, my father was a bricklayer, I came up, you know, <laughs> learning how to do certain things, and then I was uh, in sports, and then I got into dance, so I, 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 I bring a lot of different things to the table when I'm in production, I just like to uh, um, help out as much as I can, and actors, uh, actually, you'd be surprised how some, some things like, um, the lariat thing you're talking about and uh, Fool for Love I did and he, the, the actor really had to know how to lasso the bedpost um, so I happened to be in Wyoming and I uh, got a rodeo coach which they're very popular out there in Wyoming you can you can get somebody who does that and he taught me how to do it and I learned and the other thing was that the director didn't want to have anything to do with guns so I got the sheriff at the, in the, in the city of Laramie to teach me how to clean the 12 gauge gun but of course if you're going to learn how to you know, clean it, you have to learn how to shoot it. Yeah. So he took me out, he taught me how to shoot a 12 gauge shotgun, a, an M16, uh, a mag, magnum, a uh, 45 magnum. So your special skill list is <laughs> really good. And I'm like, I don't want anything to do with guns either, but. So 
but the director was very happy that I took that over. And then when uh, it was the Sam Shepard plays, so Sam came in to, to um, see the see a rehearsal, and he's fantastic with Lariat. And he was um, the guy who the actor who learned how to do it was really really happy that he knew what he was doing. And they were you know when they were both sitting there in the rehearsal room, you know, lassoing a bedpost together. I thought, well, you know. Can I ask you what when you were brought onto these projects? Were these part of the things that you were specifically asked to do, or were these things that came along once you got into the work? Well, when I got uh, when I get the script, I go through it and I look at every stage note and I look at every um, things that pertain to me as a choreographer, but other things that don't, and I just track everything, every prop move, every costume, <coughs> and if it seems like something that will benefit a director as far as me taking it over, then I'll suggest it to them say, you know, don't worry about that, I can handle that, and they're like, great. Sometimes they don't have to bring in a specialist or a gun person or go hire a rodeo guy. They're very happy about that, that I took that on. But that's kind of what I do. And if I feel like it's the right director will want that information, I bring it on. If they don't, I, I'm, you know, I just uh, I wait until the process and see if, if I'm needed. But I'm prepared for it if I am called on. Because I think that, especially in plays, often you are, you know, choreographers, the step machines that we are, um, directors can find that, oh, you know, it goes beyond going step, touch, step, touch, one, two, yeah. three, and, and that suddenly there is this whole world of movement, physical related things that you can expedite, mm -hmm. and, and, and that's the big yeah, step. I, yeah, and I think it's, um, as I, I've been doing it for uh, 10 or 12 years, and I know when there's a moment when I feel like I can help out with the stage picture and I'll go to the director and say, you know, I think this can look better. I think I can help you with this part of the story here if we do this this way. And he'll say, just try it. Um, because um, it's not, if it's not happening, I can sense it's not happening, or actors are uncomfortable with it. And once I get the permission to go that way, then I will, I will do that. And most, ten times out of, nine times out of ten, actors really appreciate that because they're so, some are very comfortable movement-wise, some are not but they appreciate that someone's like looking after it. It's not so much choreography or movement, it's just scene work, and, but physicality in the scene. Yeah, so, you've done some less than traditional. Well, a little bit. Um, <laughs> my expertise working with actors, particularly, is that um, as soon as you know, you come on board and everybody meets that first day and then they say, and this is the choreographer, you can see the actors just, <laughs> they just go into a thing and they almost stop breathing. So the first thing you really have to do is help them to absolutely relax and convince them that this is really going to be fun. Um, I have found that working with some actors that they as soon as you just merely ask them to walk across the stage, they forget how to do that. So uh, that does take uh, a rehearsal, because they tend to do this. And, and, and then you have to break it down and just, just walk. And they, for quite a while, they, uh, they get very blocked. So I try to... Um, give them steps initially that they can have fun with, uh, hopefully. <laughs> and, uh, so that's, that's been my uh, initial experience because most of the time um, 
I've been very lucky getting actors who do move well on uh, for the most part. They do somewhat move well, especially in Spunk. Uh, they moved very well. I don't know if you all saw it, but Reggie Montgomery was just classic in that, and he was not a dancer, but he moved so well. He was very um, familiar with his body, and if you can get them to relax with their bodies, uh, the job becomes much easier. Do you guys think that a, a choreographer sometimes has a harder time with an actor getting to that place than a director does because everybody suddenly goes, oh, choreographer, no, I'm not, and you start taking it as something that it really isn't, or, think, or do they like get over hump and then it's like, okay. I think if they work with the choreographer first, then that kind of helps them to when they go and work with the director because they have begun to use the body. They have begun to relax. And so by the time they get to the director, I think they're a little more relaxed. Yeah, uh, usually in a, in a, if it's a movement sequence in a play, they'll say, um, Peter, you have not for these two hours. Right. Go out. The, go out. Go, go out. Go away. And the actor's like, <laughs> Take know, the they, they don't have to do it in front of the director. Right. They actually, are, they are better off. And nine times out of ten, someone will say, I'm not a dancer. And I'm like, well, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, to speak with Hope is saying, it's really you do a, a movement-appropriate choreography sometimes for that particular actor in that particular scene. And that really uh, facilitates them being comfortable mm -hmm. in the scene and being able to do the dialogue and do the movement because they're not so stressed out that you're going to come in and impose a, you know, a movement on them, but you're really trying to do it organically with them. And that, uh, that really helps actors. Right. I find that sometimes um, if I just say, well, it's just going to be uh, some staged movement. See, choreography, they get... <laughs> but if you just say you're going to stage them, they feel better. Yeah. And then you just kind of sneak in things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Slowly. Slowly. Oh, you can do it. Go on and do it. And they do, but if you make it fun and, and you get them to relax, they then they can't see, they can't focus on too many things at one time. So if you can get them to not focus on those nerves, then you, you're, you're halfway home. Well, I think some of it is maybe that the whole idea that you're called a choreographer is like a misnomer. Yeah. Because there's an expectation of what a choreographer is. It sounds like something. And, you know, then it always gets to the billing. Well, what do you call it? Is it yeah. movement by? Is yeah. it dances by? Is it choreography? Right. Like, I think the same thing has to happen with the people that you're working with. Well, I'm, this isn't, don't, the job description is defies this. I mean, the, the list of things that, that we can offer, yeah. and, and it seems to grow, I think, you know, in the last, 20 years and last 10 years and last five years start looking at the kinds of contributions choreographers make to to things and the number of sort of productions that have um, play productions that have choreographers or movement people involved seems to be you know expanding as opposed to to shrinking <laughs> although I do think that the number of musicals <laughs> is shrinking um, which is a whole different kind of Area the the, right. the the new American musical like oh now let's describe that you can't so how does a choreographer fit in there new American musical <laughs> tell us well uh, just to go back to a little bit of what they were talking about I a lot of my experience has been 
have worked with amazing dancers, but I, a lot of my experiences have worked with non-dancers. Um, just an example, I actually have one of my dancers out there. I work a lot with. <laughs> uh, I work uh, a lot. I've worked with a lot of opera singers, and that oh, is the yeah. extreme of not wanting to. Work. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, they do get very intimidated the minute a choreographer comes into an opera, and they're like, "Oh no, we sing." Um, uh, uh, I did a production of the Mall in the Night Visitors, and we had to choreograph a ballet in it. I wanted to involve the chorus, and I uh, I came in and I I talked about all the chorus, and I said, "Okay, I want to give you." Basic choreography, and that was probably a mistake. Saying choreography, all freaked out. They're like, no, 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 can't do, can't do, can't do it. And uh, I said, well, you know what? I'm just going to teach it, and uh, whoever feels comfortable doing it will do it. Gets to be down center all by themselves. So I demonstrated this very simple arm movement, step touch, step touch. And of course, I said, who wants to do it? And everyone (laughs) put up their hand. Um, So I do, I do think you. uh, I mean, I think the lines of what choreography is and what movement is, is get very blurred and it is about making people comfortable and also doing stuff that looks good on them and makes them look good and makes them feel comfortable like you were yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, uh, but there's also making the directors feel comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Think, I mean, I think that's the other part of the job is, because particularly on uh, an opera or a play, you're 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 worming your way into what has traditionally been someone else's territory, and and so it's it's sort of hooking into somebody else's vision, being part of that vision, and and then giving your services so their vision can get better. Yeah, exactly. um, but that's a that's a process. That's a job. I mean, I have I have one director who um, they'll be like. There'll be um, in a script that called a little bit of dance with a couple of scenes, which uh, you know when a, a, a producer looks at it or an assistant director will say, "Oh, that's a one-day job," and it could be a one-day job. But I am always asked to kind of by the director be in in tech for the whole time, and I will sit there and as things happen in tech um, that will that he can't solve, which is a prop thing, whatever it may be, he has me there to solve those problems to get the tech moving along and not worry about the little little technical things with a particular prop or a scene or something like that. So he can really get everything done he needs to do. And I'm, I do a lot of work in the lobby, you know, or any Yeah, I've worked in one play where all the actors were like, whenever they would be called over the intercom, please meet Peter in the lobby. I'm like, oh no, now what? You know, it was sort of like helping an actor with a veil, you know, because she had long nails and she couldn't get the veil off. And, the director's pulling his hair, and he's like, take her and solve that problem for me, you know? It's like, okay. So um, it, it's, it's just so much more than just just making steps. And um, I, for me, um, it just gives me, I've learned an awful lot as a choreographer being in those kind of processes where you, you get so involved in, in the, the process of tech and, and being involved in the story and, and really just learning how to, uh, to be available to a director and, and really help things move along. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's definitely different. It's definitely different. I mean, different than a musical, different certainly yeah. than, well, your world where you came from with the concert, where you are the director and the king. Yeah, I mean, I had my own, I had my own dance company, which tours without me. Why? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys see you guys. Um, and I do commissions with ballet companies. and I, So I've been on both sides of it. I've run my own company. I've been an artistic director. I program 
uh, my own show. It's a program musical um, music as well. So I have a I feel like I have a lot of ex experience to give to um, a production because of that. Because coming from the concert dance world, um, you you really wind up doing a lot of work yourself. Besides just fundraising, you know, uh, shopping the costume sometime or um, scheduling the space and doing so many different kinds of things. Uh, I just have a lot of practical experience that I can bring to productions and directors appreciate that. I think, um, well, I, and I think that that's the reason why a lot of choreographers become director choreographers yeah. is that it, in a lot of ways, becomes a logical expansion of the job description. Yeah, I think so. Um, I haven't gone there yet. Oh, get ready. <laughs> and get ready. Well, I have to say, with Zana, I'm the director choreographer on it, and in some ways it was a lot easier a process because everything was obviously my vision, but it, it made, for me, made it easier to make the show seamless and very integrated because the lines were blurred, whether, you know, a lot of times when I work with the director, you know, it's, it's a lot of discussion about how to integrate your work. And um, I, uh, I found it, it was a lot more work, but it was also uh, a lot easier for me to segue from a scene into a song the way I envisioned it as opposed to the way the director envisions it. Um, uh, I also, with Dan, I had uh, singers who don't move, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and I have them dancing their asses off. And uh, I'm actually really proud of that because I, I uh, you know, it's, it's tough to get, get singers to rub their lungs out and to do 10 production numbers. And uh, that was a real challenge, finding a happy medium of, of me wanting to do fabulous steps and yet find stuff that looked good on them and stuff they felt comfortable doing, stuff they could do eight times a week. And, um, uh, so as, a, as, a chore as the choreographer side of that, do you feel that the director-choreographer um, collaboration in the long run is in jeopardy, or do you think that there are always going to be those uh, cases where that's still a good thing? Oh, I definitely think it's still a good thing. I mean, it's always, I mean, every project and every um, show is a different experience. I mean, I've had fabulous, I have fabulous relationships directors as well, and I'm able to just do my job as a choreographer and sort of understand what they want and sort of deliver the goods. Um, and try and add my vision to it as well. I, what he sees. Um, or, I she. Think, or she. Or she, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, what, 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 That's another panel. Yeah. We'll get to So I think both can exist. I, mean, I don't think it's, I don't feel like either. Is I mean, I actually, my personal thing has you know that I will always give you my personal yeah, opinion. Yeah. <laughs> my personal opinion is that there was a period where that was falling out, where there were a lot, where there was like a loss of director and choreographers working together, and that the director choreographer became a big thing and very popular, and there were a lot of them, and that was um, it was difficult for choreographers to start finding directors to collaborate with, and, and that that was a harder job to. Get and but I feel like it's it's coming back. I feel like there's really 
um, sort of a rediscovery of that's a really hard job to be the director choreographer um, and that choreographers have come so much along in, in what they're offering to shows that their vision and their that they can not only mesh with the director's vision, but you know, sort of bring something of their own to the table, um, so that it becomes a bigger, mm-hmm. bigger and better. Um, you know, two great minds instead of one. So I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Um, in terms of new kinds of theater, choreographers, do they fit in that? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of the current season other than your show where there is I mean you know we have Twyla doing the Twyla thing mm-hmm. um, as well as the more traditional route of, of choreography um, you know the hairspray world mm-hmm. well look at law too was I loved it uh, you know um, a lot of people didn't but I thought it was really really a wonderful little show that's a little different. That, that's more like the review mm-hmm. rather than the traditional. Look of love. Look of love. Wonderful little show. Well, there was a range this season. I mean, because it was yeah. all the way, you know, from the from the smaller um, choreography contributions to the to the big mammoth, which I think is has come back in the last few years. There were, you know, the Les Mis years were just disaster for us. <laughs> Sorry, um, and and I think like everything else, it's 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 cyclical. But there's also all the sort of new forms of dance that 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 are working their their way in. I mean, you know, the co- very contemporary as well as bringing the more traditional ballet dance world to to musical theater well, and de- Broadway. Definitely, the style of musical runs the gamut. I mean, yeah. you know, as a choreographer, we're asked to learn so many different styles be able to, you know, um, bring that to the stage. I know uh, a lot of times uh, when I've been, or heard about the people interviewing or I've interviewed for jobs, you know, it's always, are you right for this job? Meaning, do you understand these steps? Or are you a hip-hop choreographer or a ballet choreographer or a modern choreographer? And I found as a choreographer, I've you know, if you're trained in movement, I think a lot of times you have to do your research in order to, I think you're able to learn what you need to for the show. I mean, obviously, for anything you do your research, you learn about ballroom dance, or you learn about, you know, Indian dance, or you learn in order to, but I think a lot of times the, there's, you get um, pigeonholed a little bit yes. in, in your, um, what you do, and uh, I mean, it's like everyone in this but it, it, you, you get known for a certain type of thing. And uh, a lot of times it's hard to break into other aspects of choreography because, oh, you're only the hip-hop choreographer, or you're only the video choreographer, or you only do rock How do you shows. explain? I mean, how, how do you explain to someone, yes, I know I did that on this, but I can do this on this. You know, your show has a different requirement, and you don't have to go to a different person. You know, how do you explain that to a director that you have more to offer than, you know? I really never had the problem. I didn't have to explain it. I think um, once you were invited into the interview, they kind of made up their minds that it's a possibility that you can do it. I've never 
been asked, can you, you know, assimilate, can you do these movements, these particular movements? I think for video sometimes they want to know, you know, are you up on, on the hip-hop world? Mm -hmm. uh, um, but for, for Broadway or off-Broadway, um, I think they just kind of assume that you, you can do it. That you can do it. And I find more nowadays that the concert choreographer is kind of usurping for some reason uh, the directors yeah, are uh, hiring more concert choreographers and in some ways until they really learn the idiom it doesn't quite work. Yeah. Um, they're trying to bring in um, something from the concert world. They don't know how to work really with the book, really how to segue, how to make this scene. Because a lot of times, you know, we are called on to do staging <laughs> and uh, to move, uh, you know, into the next uh, scene. And uh, that's not something you can just kind of take on. Mm -hmm. um, but I've noticed that there are a lot of concert choreographers are being asked. I just, show I, 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 I've got that um, because I have my experiences. I, I come out of the concert world. I've danced for Palabas Dance Theater for nine years. Um, and I've been doing theater for 10, 12 years. And as I've been doing it, I've been, I've, you know, I've been taking all those experiences and taking it in. Um, and I don't think I could be at the place I am now if I didn't have those experiences and doing all the different kinds of off-Broadway or movement things. Uh, whatever I do is, is always enriches what I do. But because I have a southern life as a, a modern dance choreographer that I have, it also um, enhances what I'm, I'm trying to do in, in the theatrical world, in the musical world. Um, but, it, it, you know, it, at first people didn't want to, you know, they look at my resume and they say, well, you know, you don't have the experience in the world. I can do this, but I don't have that experience. But I had to get that experience first before I get those jobs, and it's just a matter of paying paying your dues and uh, and and learning how to work in the theater and and knowing what that means because it's completely different than working in the concert dance world. I mean, I'm I'm happy to see what Twyla is doing on Broadway because it's so different. But um, but I'm happy because because I know a lot of those dancers that I know and work really hard in their careers are. Are, are making a good living, doing what, what they're doing, and being recognized. Someone like Elizabeth Farkasen, I worked with, uh, you know, ten years ago when she was an up-and-coming ballerina with a Joffrey Ballet, and here she is uh, being nominated for a Tony. So it's it's really exciting to see that. But but Elizabeth is, uh, has also been in the theater world for a long time, and and uh, so she's uh, you know, paid her dues as well. So, I think what's interesting about about some of that is that the kind of Crossovery, <coughs> melded dance theater stuff that people are looking at on Broadway now and thinking, oh, this is new and innovative. Yeah. You know, if you were on 19th Street about 20 years ago, you could have seen it every Friday and Saturday night at Dance Theater Workshop. It's not that the idea is new. I think it has to do with who's introducing it to what yeah. kind of an audience. Yeah, and that the, the, the theater audience that is traditional plays and musicals has you know, expanded what their potential vision is. I mean, you, on Broadway right now, we have La Boheme, an opera. We have Rent, a rock musical. We have Moving Out, a rock ballet theater 
thing. Um, you know, we have plays. We have um, oh God, now I Dora Ephron, Jack O'Brien, Jerry Mitchell that closed earlier this year. Thank you, imaginary friends. That was somewhere in the middle between plays and musicals with some dancing and a lot of acting and singing, sort of. So, I mean, I don't think there's a description anymore. And I think that some of these things that maybe aren't really new are being brought to a different audience, and with that comes other um, creators of that, that work. So I think that would be, you know, the new American theater isn't really that it's new, it's just other forms working their way in. I think it's cool. I think it's great. I think there's room on Broadway for all of that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. and, I mean, as a choreographer, I think it's a challenge, too, because we're, there's so much more being asked of us to expand ourselves, expand our talents, expand what we're able to give to whatever project it is. I think it's exciting. I do, too. I, too. I agree. <laughs> it's great. Um, Do we have questions? Do you have things you want to ask, talk about? Oh my gosh, yes we do. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to ask a little bit more about the cross-pollination between directors and choreographers. And I wanted to ask, um, ask you all whether you feel that you have begun to, in, these, in some of these more unique, uh, more um, um, interesting collaborations of movement in theater, whether you've begun to think more like directors in those contexts. So that in the past where you might have come in with a whole idea of what you wanted to teach, the choreography that you know that you created in your head that you wanted to then teach to these actors, that now you actually work almost more like a director, that in the room you'll you'll work with actors' intentions and their obstacles and their objectives, that you, that you find yourself really delving in the same language that they use in the play and just finding that movement, that original movement language or that even a traditional vocabulary that's going to express that. Um, and also, but you find that directors are getting more and more educated about movement and choreography such that in the past where it was so separate that now directly feel more, maybe more respect for directors or more understanding for directors about the potential for movement. I don't know if you've seen that continuum in any way. I was curious if you should that. Yes. I mean, directors. Okay, next question. Directors definitely appreciate choreographers being more involved, and and there I think there are, my experiences are actually leaning on us sometimes, uh, but it, because they understand that we can bring m more things to the production that help them facilitate bringing a story to life, whatever it may, may be, and certainly when you're working a scene with um, actors and it has movement in it, um, you're you're working you know like a director because you're. You have to be, you have to pay attention to story, and you have to pay attention to the to, to the lines and what they mean and what they're saying and how they're delivering them, so they, they can you know you know do what they have to do in the scene. So yeah, definitely, um, and directors appreciate that because it's respect for the story, which is the ultimate you know goal. That everything it filters into that we're all working for the same same you know um, idea to make it to come to life. So uh, like my experiences are that yes, definitely people really appreciate it. I'm sitting in production meetings right now with a set designer and a director because I think like um, he knows that I can be there and, and add um, um, some, something to it. That's practicality about how a set will move or where an entrance will come from, how it flies in, and how many bodies are going to be on that. So it's just it's all just facilitates you know speed in production and, and 
and when you get actually get in the room and start doing these things, a lot of problems are solved. And it just you know it just makes things go quicker. And the actors really appreciate that. You know that you're prepared for anything. Yeah, I think that the the question about you know so working with actors and thinking more with the script, I I almost want to say that when I work with an actor, I almost go the other way and worry less about the script than about the physical. Not because I'm not concerned that it connect, but because I know that the actor is acting, and that's what they can do first. With a dancer or a musical person, their first thing is, am I singing road? Am I tone doing correctly? Is this a good jump? You know, just how does this look on the mirror? And and they're not thinking about the, the play, the story. And so that what I want to first get at them is, you know, what do you, you, that's nice that it looks good in the mirror, but it only looks good in the mirror if it tells the story of why he's jumping over the barrel. Because he feels great. You know, so the, the, to me, the movement in a musical has to connect right away to the story and that with a play you know most of the time they're moving or dancing because of some specific event in the story it's not those like musical abstract we dance because we feel good you know 50 people break into a time step in a play they dance because it's required of a scene or they move because because of some specific event that is movement full and so that you can get more into the um technical side of the movement with them. I mean, what it ultimately is has to connect. But, but I sort of start with a more technical approach. I did a, a play last year called The Dazzle, which had a scene in which these people had to dance completely against the music. It was a waltz, and one couple danced half-time to a waltz. Now think about that, because that's not really possible. Half of three doesn't <laughs> exist. And the other had to dance double-time. And we started with just the concept of what it was, and that sort of worked, but ultimately we realized we had to get very technical about what is double time here? How do I do that? One, two, three. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four. It was like, okay, we have to really get into all of that. We knew what we were trying to do, and we knew the concept, but we had to break it down to a much more elementary dance thing for them. So... Yes, no, both. And all of the above. Sorry. I don't think her last question. You want to know about directors who... Do they do it? I want to know how you found directors in terms of their understanding and appreciation for choreographers and, you know, whether that has grown and deepened when you feel that I better understand you contribute. Go ahead. I think some... Some yes, some no. Some directors, they don't know anything about choreography. Just show me. You go over there in your room. Just, that's it. Make it look That's right. I don't want to have to deal with it. Then there are other uh, directors who might work with, like Michael Wilson or George Wolfe. They know exactly, exactly what they want to see. They might not be able to. I gave... George was able to do one step in jellies. I gave him one step. He wanted to do one step. <laughs> I gave it to him. But, I mean, he absolutely knows when something is put on the stage, even if he doesn't know how to do it, 
he knows that's not right. And he can kind of say, it needs to do, you know, somehow or another you understand of what he is trying to say. The same thing with Michael and I did a Christmas Carol. Uh, he, we had this huge dance, you know, and he said, you know, I hope people are going to have to cut it down. <laughs> cut, cut it. I said, those are my favorite steps. He said, but you know, you really have to stay closer to the book. We had to stay. He understood that we, the dance had gotten longer, so the music had to be cut back, and we had to, but see, he instinctively knew that this was getting away from the book. We were dancing rather than continually telling, let's get back to the story. So some directors really understand that. And a lot of times you have to, if they don't know, you have to be open with yourself to say, no, let's do thus and so. So that's, that's your education. It's, a, it's a, On a play, I think it's a different kind of collaboration than on a musical for the most part. Um, and I think some directors have done it and get it and are thrilled for the facilitation that a choreographer can bring. Some find it more difficult to share what that picture is in their head to get you to help them with it. Um, I think it's probably in some ways better than it was some number of years ago as choreographers, I'm sure we all think it could always be better. <laughs> I, think always, I mean, the I mean, style of how people work is always very, very different. You know, sometimes you have to contribute more, sometimes less. Um, I think the key is to be as flexible as you possibly can yeah. and be there yeah. when they need you to you be have there to be and fun. not be there when they don't want you to be there. Um, but I think, I think that's the new choreographer. I think, I think the generation that of choreographers that is is coming into the forefront at this time gets that and understands that the requirements, both the specifics of the job and what a director wants, needs in this given situation is very different. And I think that's something that, that we've all started to learn and make work for us. Actually, sorry to answer something else about your question is that I know I started out as a ballet dancer and I was little Trina and was all into the steps and loved tricks and you know, that was my, my thing. And then I started, as an actor, I started studying theater and being a choreographer. I, uh, funny enough, everything completely changed. Like, I so come from a place of purely text, purely storytelling, purely, um, purely story. And uh, which is strange for me, being such a dancer, yeah. that I, for, I don't focus on steps at all anymore. It's the last thing. I really go with what is, important for storytelling, which is, for me it was a huge learning process and a huge I think I think it's me. true. I think when you come from, from the concert, that world, you get people become a convert. And yeah. story is all like it's very it's true. It's uh, it's if I can't focus on the drama and the story and what we're trying to say, give it up. So let's somebody else has to ask a question. Yeah. I'm kind of a 
When I go into rehearsal the first day, I've had the music. I know what the script is. I haven't worked out at least one, two, possibly three numbers. I'm kind of insecure that way. I want to have that so I feel that I am ahead. Even if it's something that cannot be used, I have to do a lot of homework because I need to get into it. You know what I mean? I need to get into it for movement. And even if, as I say, it, it might not work out, then, um, you know, I have gotten in there and they kind of understand what is going to be going on. Are you talking about a play or a musical? Either one. Mm -hmm. Well, play is different. Well, I think that that's true. Yeah. I think that's true. I think also it's people's styles of working as well. But I know me, I, I'm the same way. I have to have it. I have to do a lot, a lot of homework. I, I also think it makes the actors feel more secure if you go in there knowing very specifically what you want. I mean, with the flexibility to be able to change it. But I do think, you know, actors want guidance and won't want you to tell them what to do. And I, I, I know I personally, it's my own control issues, I want to be able to know specifically and be able to run the rehearsal efficiently as I possibly can and not waste people's time. And, and you, know, if there, you know, there's always room for playing and improv or whatever within what I see. I don't know. But I, 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 the way I work is homework. Yeah, me too. And it's always I come in with something prepared, musical or play, whatever. Have something that I've already choreographed myself, or I, I get my dancers to hire to come in and just work with me and mm -hmm. make all the steps, make it ahead. So it's just so you have a roadmap before you go into a production. And you have to know that it's going to change, and then that's where you have. Sometimes you have like what Hope's saying about have two or three versions in your head. Absolutely, because it's going to change. But at least you have some some sort of you know map that lets you go there. And then, you, then you, you have to change things on the spot because you don't know who you're, who's going to be there, who's going to be in front of you sometime, what their ability are, uh, what, what it is. And then you just have to kind of work on your feet and, and you know, make it happen for them. But, yeah, preparation is like 90% of the game. I think the difference sometimes is when you're dealing with a play and you have people who, if you're coming in as a choreographer, you probably didn't audition them. You may not even have seen yeah, them yeah, until yeah. you walk into the first rehearsal. That becomes a different scenario in those cases. I have like the three versions, the this would be really great if they could do this version, the okay, we can always trim it down or simplify it to this, and the okay, if they can't walk and talk at the same time, then we'll go to version C and it will be very it will be very elegant and simple. But but you have to sort of have a range because you don't know what you're getting. I think the difference is if you have a musical and you've auditioned and beaten those dancers for two days at audition and you know what you're getting, you know. It's five, six, seven, eight. You're learning this, and 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 when you have you know two weeks to put together a musical, there's less that ends up having to be changed because of of their ability, and more has to do with oh this would look better or the requirements of the story. Are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. When you're working on a straight play, because um, you just raised this issue about actors and what can they do. When you're working on a straight play. Um, often go in and watch the rehearsal process before you come up with what you think your choreography is. You get a feel of where the director is going. And also, if you have a star, or in fact somebody that's virtually carrying the show, what are the limits? I mean, how do they move in their own life? You know what I'm saying? Or on the stage? 
yeah. so that either you make them, you know, you can, you can work from a characterization point of view, to help enhance that, given your skills, I mean, do you do that? Well, yeah, um, it depends. It depends if you are not just brought in. I have had the experience of just, could you just come in and just, could you just do something? <laughs> I need this. I need something right here. Could you just do it? And you don't know these actors. Um, uh, then you ask them, well, can you do the scene so I can see where you're going and, 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 and what are the characters and what this is. And so then you have to be very quick because I think the worst thing in the world is for an actor to stand and wait for you to think of the stick. <laughs> I think that's death on a stick. It really is. Uh, so you really have to be really quick. So it happens both ways. Sometimes you are brought in. You can watch a rehearsal, but a lot of times you're not. Remember, you know, they're, they're, they're accommodating and flexible get, and open right. to new kinds of ways. And it's something that may not have even been thought of in the initial talks around the table. Yeah. But then suddenly the director said, oh, I see it. I see a number here. I see something. I see it. I can't do it, but I see it. So then you were brought in, and, and that's what happened. <laughs> Which is kind of fun, really, you know. It makes you stretch and what have you. <laughs> yeah. What do you need for a director? What is your ideal? Like, what information do you want? What is that relationship like from a choreographer's perspective? Share. Collaboration. Just tell me tell me anything and everything. As much, you know, and, and I I always preface a collaboration when I'm by, on either side as the director or as the choreographer by saying, okay, I'm just going to start saying things and, you know, some of these ideas are going to be bad, but, like, we've got to get them out there because who knows what one person says it's going to lead another person to think of something that's going to lead to the third thing that is really a good idea. And that if you feel like you have to edit with that collaboration, you know, that's where the, the really great ideas don't happen. So what I always try to say is just please don't be afraid to say anything to me or the bad idea. You know, that's okay, because I can, you know, I can decide that I, how to make a bad idea better, or, you know, okay, we've thrown that one away, let's go on to something else. That's, that's the big thing for me. Anybody yeah. else? Yeah, I, I just speak to that. I feel like um, um, knowledge is freedom when you're collaborating. It's more you can get from a director. I mean, you know, you'll read the script and you'll prepare certain things, but you'll call for certain things, but if you can get information out of them about what they see, and it may be vague, or it may just be a couple words. It really helps to sort of hone in to what the moment has to be and what you have to do for that moment. Um, but it, it, sometimes you don't get that. You don't get it at all. And, you know, I've, I've worked on a, a musical where I had a production meeting the night before we started rehearsal and decided on the songs, and the guy who wrote the music was watching a football game while we were doing this production meeting. And it was a, it was a mess, the whole thing. But it was like, I, did, I was like in the dark. I didn't know what was going on, but I just sort of, you know, plowed through it. But, um, and the director was doing his research during the um, during rehearsal, um, and it was just crazy. But um, but you know, on the flip side, there's other directors who will give you all the information you need and, and tell you that this is not going to work. And like what Hope was saying, that they know what it is, what doesn't work, or why it doesn't work, but they definitely know when, when the dance has to be cut or... 
too long, whatever it is, but they can sense it. And you just have to respect that. I mean, it's really kind of fun to watch directors when they start moving around. Right. You know, say, yeah, well, it's like this, you know, it's like that. Like, no, get them to move their I can't even do like that. that. It was really nice. Maybe you should do that. You show the, you show the actors that because it was very funny. But yeah, um, it is what it is. I was just curious with Well, for me, um, I, I, I just I had um, um, a thirst to learn all, uh, about different things. I mean, I, I've worked with an ice skater. I've worked with a you know bear in a big blue house. That, you know, got in that got in that bear suit for a little while and danced around that seventy five pound suit. Um, I, you know, I've done worked with a, done IBM um, industrials. You know, to want a big computer. I've met them all kinds of crazy things. But I feel like as a choreographer, I want to work as a choreographer all the time because I love what I do and whatever venue it may be in it just keeps me interested and keeps me challenged um, and, and at first coming out of the concert dance world it's like it was just like you know a lot of anxiety <laughs> about going into uh, environments where you're not familiar but I've learned that you have to become more familiar it's just a lot of work a lot of research and, and just really being prepared and seeing what's going on out there but um it just really, I, I feel like I've had to, I wanted to diversify what I can do so I could, you know, have a house, have, have a kid, you know, and be a normal person and, and still do what I, I love doing. So um, that's that's why, I, you know, I came out and did all these things, really, to be challenged. Yeah, it keeps it interesting. I think yeah. you just, you find, expand the, the loft concert scene gets real tiny, yeah. small. Yeah. As a director who does musicals and non-musicals, and one who doesn't dance, I value choreographers incredibly. <laughs> I'm curious, I, I, I'm intrigued by your work on non-musicals because I've worked, I've done a number of stage plays where I would have loved to have had somebody there as a collaborator who was an expert on movement, but the show doesn't have dance, and nobody ever thought of hiring choreographer. The question I have, I guess, is uh, how receptive are choreographers to, do, to, to being asked to do uh, positions like that uh, oh, yeah. as opposed to dance? I know. Uh, In my mind, moving a glass. Is choreography. <laughs> well, how you move the glass. And I, I know, I know, would I love take, to do it. Would you take that job? Yes, a absolutely. Lot <laughs> <laughs> a lot of choreographers that I have worked with, we just did um, uh, Equity Showcase at a new musical, which does not have much in dance. And when I was interviewing choreographers, uh, we had some hesitation along the way. Well, it only has like two short dances, really that's not what I'm looking for, something that's more of a dance show. And the thought of asking somebody to do a show with no dance at all, uh, you know, I need help in moving people and, or, you know, they say get a fight choreographer or stage combat person and uh, I, we ended up with somebody who actually does both, which was wonderful, but how difficult, you know, how, how, how the choreographers look at non-choreography. 
differently about it and it depends what else they're doing. I think there also become other reasons. I think one of the notable reasons would be, oh, I'm now going to meet a director who directs other projects and might do a big musical next season or next month for which I might then be more seriously considered as a choreographer. And I think, and particularly for newer, younger choreographers, um, you know, how else are you going to get in a job? It's all in education, you know. You have yeah, to keep, you got to keep studying. You have to keep stretching. You have to keep experiencing. The other little part of that, less significant, I guess, is, and you mentioned, Karen, how do you, how do you, what kind of credit do you get for that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what do you call it? I mean, it's not choreography, you know. Space you movement. Say choreography movement and consultant. Movement direction. That's a good one. Movement direction. I, I love, yeah. I judge it. Generally, the theaters and directors that I've, I've worked with have been very generous about sort of seeing where the work evolves to, yeah. and then we kind of get together and they say, How, what do you consider this? Because sometimes to me it is movement. Sometimes it is choreography, and I like to try to tailor the description to be something as close to what we're doing as yeah. possible. But yeah, me too. Same thing. I mean, now, but we've got to move on to the musical theater segment. So, thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Masters of the Stage. This program was made possible by support from Stage Directors and Choreographers Society, the National Labor Union, celebrating five decades representing the needs and aspirations of its members.